Turn with me today to our text. Our text will be found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, how gracious and holy, perfect Thou art. I thank Thee, O Lord, that Thou hast brought us here this morning. I pray that Thou would bring Thy attendant grace to our souls, that You'd be pleased to keep our minds stayed upon Thee, and bring forth Thy gospel this day to Thy soul, to the souls of Thy people. O Lord, bring forth the royal diadem, as we have just sang. And Lord, may You shine forth as the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And may that, that very message this morning melt our hearts and draw us to Thee as only Thou can, Lord. I pray, Lord, for Thy healing this morning to be upon my son. That Thou would be with him, comfort him. And that You would bless this day for Thy glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. I thought about this text for months, well, weeks, as we laden up to this day, as we get close to the day that's set apart for us to celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had many thoughts this season. The Lord has attended many scriptures to me and made them even deeper than they ever were and this is this is also truth to say that this this statement I, I always this time of year I think of Emmanuel God with us and I think about what that means God with us but this morning I want you to consider God as us God became flesh that it's awesome to speak it there's no other way but this plan of salvation that God ordained for his people to save them from their sins was to take on the nature of man without sin to be made flesh to come and not even not when He came to be with us, He came as us. And that just really has resonated with me this time of year. And this, the Lord has really impressed that upon me. But this body has been prepared. A body. God the Spirit took a body. You know, there is a lot of uh, pagan people in this world and there always has been who's made their gods out of wood and made their gods out of stone and put it in front of them and said we're going to worship this and and they've always tried to form things there was a fish god there was the god of the birds and there's been all these gods but the god the god made a body he took upon him the nature of the ones that He would save. That to me, if that's not the depth of grace, to come from heaven, 
where he didn't have to. You know, we've said that many times. He could have spoke things into existence. He did speak things into existence. He could have spoke salvation. But this was the plan. That He Himself must come down, be born and live and, and perfectly keep the law and die for His people so that they will have salvation and rise again and ascend into the heaven. That's what we celebrate today is that the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world. That's what our text says. He cometh into the world. I've, heard, I've read a lot of things this week and a lot of people have stumbled over those words, He saith. I heard one actually got up and said that those were words that he said, he said when He was born as a baby. Those were words that He said. We know that this is from Psalm 40 and it's taken to, to fulfill all prophecy. And we know that Jesus spoke in eternity. We know that the Father had prepared this way of salvation. And that's what we sit and we want to talk about today. And I pray the Lord does attend this message with power and with love and comes to share with us how deep and perfect this gift is. And hopefully, as He does that, He does equally show us the unspeakableness of this gift. How can you say anything but be in awe of what great things God has done. I, I, I stand today in, in total awe and amazement just to say these things, that God is with us, that God came as us. And we're going to start today in Psalm 139. We're going to go a lot of places, but we're going to begin today in Psalm 139. Jesus speaking again through David. These are called Messianic Psalms. They're they were spoken by the Lord through David and through the Holy Spirit. And in Psalm 139, we have this picture for us. We have this relationship that the Son had with the Father as we begin in verse 39. These are the words of Christ. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. This is speaking of the virgin birth of Christ and how the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and how He formed Christ in the womb. I will praise Thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are Thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. We have this great being come into being by the power of the Holy Ghost. We have... Jesus Christ being prepared a body in this way. And when I, when I say that, when, when, we, when we stop a moment to think about how He condescended down to us, He didn't just come as a man. He humbled Himself even in birth. As He was born in a manger, as He was born in a cow, laid in a cow trough. He had a very humble birth. And the Holy Spirit in God's plan was all coming to perfection of sending Christ in time to save His people that He died for in eternity. That, he was, that were elected for Him in eternity. And when He came, He came with them. And when He came and was born, He was born with them. And when He died, He died with them. And when He rose, He rose with them. As we, as, as we see when Jesus walked this earth, He suffered as a man. 
He suffered in all ways except never to be... And He was tempted like as we are, yet without sin, we're told. But He suffered everything that you and I will suffer. So today as we're suffering, as our body is falling apart, as, we're, as these things... Are, we, we have someone that we can go to. We can have one whose body was pierced and whose nails were put through and who suffered hunger in the, fle- in the body. All of these things Jesus went first for so that He too could succor us. We don't have a Lord or a marble statue or some kind of picture on the wall or a cross around the neck or, or beads to rub to remind us of the Lord or to give us a mental picture because we don't have one. We have no idea what Jesus looked like and that's okay. We know the Holy Spirit testifies to us today that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, that He was born, and by faith, the faith of His own giving, the faith that's a gift of God, we understand, we accept, we bow down to, and we praise God because of what He's done. And we accept that He walked this earth. And we accept that He did everything perfectly. And that's what I want to focus in on today, that there was a body prepared. And this body was that Christ, the, 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 the Spirit of God would come down upon Christ and, and Christ would come and do all of this in a body. In a body just like you and I have. Except He didn't have sin. So... Today I want to focus in on that. And as we're looking here, I will praise Thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are Thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from Thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. That's speaking of the virgin birth. Speaking of the great plan of salvation and how, how God sent forth His Son to be born in this way. And then verse 16 is so, is so precious to me this morning. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, as he was being formed. And in thy book, all my members were written. We are the members in the body of Christ. This is speaking of his church and all the names that are written in the book of the Lamb's book of life that he came to die for. This messianic passage speaks of Christ being formed and not only as the time He's being formed, but He came forth with all this in Him. All the members that are members of the body, the body of Christ. In Thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. See that? That's the eternal sonship of Christ. That's the eternal preparation of salvation in Christ. That's the eternal body that we have, that we are in Christ. Before we were ever brought forth, the Lord had a perfect plan of salvation. And it culminated, or it came forth, I should say, in the presentation or of this body. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. You know, we talk about that especially during the time of resurrection where the Lord laid down His life willingly. And you see in the oneness of He and the Father in this passage, you see the oneness of the plan of the Son 
to, to come down to be sent in this bodily form and to do it willingly and full of joy and full of love for His people to save them from their sins. John said it this way in John 1, 9 and 14. He said, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He cameth into the world. That's what our text says today. He came into the world. He came as the light because this world had sat in darkness a long time. And we know that, and we, we see it testified today, that He's only the light to His people. He's not the light to fallen man. He's not the light to to those outside of Christ, but He certainly is the light to His church. And He certainly is the light to everyone that the Father has elected and brought to Him for salvation. Oh, full of grace and truth, our Lord was made flesh. He took upon Him this appointed and approved and made and perfect body. And Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 3 that it was a great mystery. A great mystery. I stand in awe even to speak about it today because there's so much I don't know. But Paul said in 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. This morning we focus on that part where he says, God was manifest in the flesh. Let that sink down a moment. God. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. John 4.24 God is a spirit. But He was manifest in the flesh to save you and I if we be in Christ from certain death from certain tyranny of sin, certain bondage of the law. And we're going to talk about all of that. That's the gloriousness of this body. What He performed in the body. What was performed in eternity and then came in time for you and I today. And for all the saints ever there ever was before He came on this earth and after He came on this earth. Yes, this body is prepared in the great decree of the triune God. He has a body prepared. Luke said it this way in Luke 1.35. I mentioned this text because I find it very deep. In Luke 1.35 he says, And the angel answered and said unto her, speaking to Mary, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, Therefore, also, that holy thing, that holy thing, you and I today, we might say, oh, well, that's kind of disrespectful. The Holy Spirit said, that holy thing that's in you, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit at that moment when He revealed to Mary that she would have the Son of God in her, formed in her, could, did not speak of things we could not comprehend. 
did not speak and say, that's God in you. He said, that thing that's formed in you. And I thought about that and I thought deeper and I asked the Lord to, to, to show, what does that mean? We, we and on this earth, we, only, we have a capacity to understand just so much. That's it. All of us in here can understand the story of the birth. All of us can understand what it says and how it took place. But only by the power of God can we truly understand and believe it. Truly can we understand that it is the Son of God that came down. The Son of God that was formed in the womb of a woman. A vessel. Not a holy woman. A sinner such as you and I. We don't deify Mary. We don't exalt Mary to a position that's likened to Christ or next to Christ. She was a vessel chosen for Christ to be born in. A sinner just like you and I. That's what I mean. We, we look at the birth and we say, wow, He came down and he, He's in that feed trough. We think, oh, what a horrible place. But the Son of God came to dwell with us. He came in a filth of a woman. A sinner. And was formed in her by the Holy Ghost. That holy thing that's in her. You and I don't know what to call it. I'm not telling you the Holy Spirit didn't know what to call it. But He knew just what to say. He knew just what to say to you and I today. Oh, it is truly a holy thing. It is truly a righteous thing that God has done. He left man totally out of it. A receiving vessel. Picture of grace. A receiving vessel. Mary did nothing, had no hand in it. None. The Lord did it all. Oh, what a precious gift. Our text says... When he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Well, let's focus in on this body now. Because in this body, the Scriptures tell us that things Jesus did in His body for the church. Why don't you just turn your... If you're back in our text now in Hebrews 10, just turn your page over, well, at least I have to, to verse 10. I tell you what, we'll back up to seven. These are the words of Christ. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. I come to fulfill all scriptures. I come because all the scriptures testify of him. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering, and burnt offering and offering for sin, thou wouldest not. It was not required of God to keep that old testament and covenant practice there was a perfect sacrifice now offered on the perfect altar the perfect sacrifice the perfect body which was the Lord Jesus Christ all of it he's the altar he is the sacrifice he is a sweet smelling odor that goes up to the father he is a propitiation he is everything Neither had thou pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. And dear ones, as he has established the second and the final, 
the everlasting covenant, there will never be another one. He has performed everything in this covenant from first to last. It is finished. It is accomplished in Him. Our life that we have is hidden in Christ. It is in Christ and Christ alone. There's nothing for us to do. There's no have-tos. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. And then to verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We're sanctified. We are set apart for God's holy use. Now think about this. As He was born, as He was formed, as He came down here, He came with His people upon Him and in Him. We are His members. And as He is holy, that's what the Bible tells us, be ye holy as I am holy. This is the only way. Our holiness is in Christ and Christ alone. It's not in any works. It's not in anything we can do. It's not in any sacrifice that we can offer. Just like Cain. Here God, here's what I have. That's man's holiness. It, it will not be accepted because the holiness that the child of God has is because he's sanctified by the body of Christ. He has been set apart for a holy life. I didn't say sinless life because we certainly have that here. But not in us. The seed that Christ is in us is sinless. The new man that is created in Christ Jesus is sinless. That is the holiness that dwells within us. The holiness that is Christ Himself. The hope of glory. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. He has sanctified us. He has said, these mightle are holy because they are in me. That's not all. That's not all this body. Turn with me over to Romans 7. We'll just start the beginning of Romans 7 and verse 4 is our text, but we'll go to verse 7. Know ye not, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 1, sorry. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth. And boy, does it. The law is always there. The must to, the have to, the got to do. As much as we feel free at times, this carnal nature of ours will drag us right back under the law. It will drag us right back to what we have to, what we must do, what we got to do. How can we ever be freed from the bondage of the law? Well, let's read on. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. I hope you followed that. As long as we're betrothed to the law, we're under the law. However, look at this. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law. The child of God today and every day is dead to the law. How? How? Dead to the law by the body of Christ. That body that was prepared. We're dead to the law because in that body, Christ came and obeyed perfectly. 
And you and I, our obedience is perfect because of His perfect obedience. His. I know, you're just like me. You look at yourself, I'm not perfectly obedient. I don't obey. That's right, you don't. But in Christ, you do. That new nature that I touched on a while ago always obeys Him. Always. It is Him. It is He. He is the life of His saints. You have become dead to the law. It has no more hold on you. No more have to. No more must do. No more got to do. No more I must do this for God. I have to do this. No, He's done it all. And and He showed us that by the body of Christ that you should be married to another. We are now married to Christ. We are the bride of Christ. He is the husband. We are married to Christ, not to the law. What an abomination it is to go back and put ourselves back under the law because He, by coming and perfectly obeying and being made a curse for us, He has perfectly fulfilled that law. And God's law is satisfied. And it is satisfied because of the work that Christ did in His body. The body that was prepared for this perfect sacrifice. A lamb without spot. No sin. Perfect obedience. That's what that means. He's perfect. He was the perfect sacrifice. We are now married to Christ. Even to Him who is raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit unto God. And we will, dear ones, if we be in Christ because it's His fruit. You ever notice that? The fruit of the Spirit. It's not your fruit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of Christ that dwells within us. And we're assured, and our assurance is, that the church will bear the fruit and mark of their Savior because of His body, because He became flesh, because He came to die for His people. And all of those 33 years, 32 and a half, whatever you want to say, He was perfectly obedient. He kept every law, jot, and tittle. No man could bring any accusation to Him without lying because He was perfect. The perfect sacrifice. So, by His body, this gift, this unspeakable gift, not only are we dead to sin and dead to the law and sanctified, now let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 2 and hear from him. See what he says. What the Lord gave him. What the Holy Spirit said about this body. 1 Peter chapter 2 will begin in verse 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow His steps. You know, I've had people argue the fact that it's okay to live daily. Well, Christ tells us in His Word that His church will live as He lives. His church will follow Him. As the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd, they will follow Him. They have to walk in the way of Christ. And they have to by Christ. By the power of the shepherd. To bring them, say, follow me, sheep. And the sheep hear His voice and they follow Him. That's the power in that voice. So let's go on. Who did no sin, 
neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. His hands were in the... I mean, he put himself in the hands of his Father. For this perfect sacrifice and this perfect life. All of this preordained. Why before the time that it came into being? Do you see it? Do you see this perfect plan of salvation? Do you see how great this gift is? Even as it came in time 2,018 years ago? Do you see it? Do you feel it this morning? Do you see it as a greater gift than anything you'll ever receive or anything that you'll ever give in this life? Who His own self bear our sins In His own body. That's that body. That gift. He took in that body every sin that you and I, if we be in Christ, every sin that we have ever committed, thought, word, or deed, past, present, and future, He took those sins upon that perfect, holy, undefiled body. By His own body, in His own body on the tree, He bore our sins that we, the church, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. That's His. By whose stripes ye were healed. You see that? We have healing. We have healing because of His body. We have healing over sin. Sin is what decays this body of you and I. It's sin. We wouldn't get sick. We wouldn't have disease. We wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for sin. Riddling this body. He's the remedy for that. He's the healing for that sin by taking away those sins. Impressing that upon our soul day after day in our mind. Quicking it to us. Because we do continue to sin. And hopefully you mourn over that. But He has provided this fountain to bathe in daily as the Holy Spirit brings us to be washed, renewed in the life of Christ, the blood of Christ, that we walk in newness of life. For ye were a sheep going astray, but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. That's That's the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of this body. Praise be to God for His healing. Praise be to God that He is the remedy for sin. This is how important this prepared body was. The last place we'll go is over in Philippians 3. Philippians 3 beginning just in verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven. Oh, I wish my conversation every day was in heaven. But I will say this, anytime the Lord converses with me, it's heavenly. It is heavenly. 
Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, this body that's riddled with sin. He shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body. This body that was prepared is a resurrected body. It is a glorious resurrected body. You and I will be resurrected just as He was. You and I, this body, this vile, sinful body, will be ridded of sin. It will be raised a glorious body, just as Christ. This is, this is the necessity. Have you ever thought about that? When you read our text this morning, that He came into the world, He says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And that body... That body that went first. He is first fruits of all of His children. That body that went first in death. He took away the sting of death for us. That body that went first in, in temptation. He now can succor us who were tempted. That body that went first in suffering. Can now comfort us in our time of suffering. And that body that went to die. That body that went to die and that rose again will be the first fruit of our resurrection. It's a picture of our resurrection. It's a picture of our spiritual life in Him. It's a picture of, of the Lord performing all things for us. I think about that a lot as I'm a dad and I try to make things always as right as I can, wherever we go, whatever we do, for my children and my family. But I always forget things. I always leave things out. When the Lord opens the heavens and He shows that He has performed all things for me, culminating in this, the resurrection of this vile body, the cha- not, not the vile body, but the glorious body, according to the working whereby He is able even to subdue all things unto Himself. And that means death. That means that thing that we're subject to all of our life, the fear of death. The Lord said, I'll go first. And I'll show you that there's resurrection life. There's resurrection life through the por- portal of what man calls death. But I call it life. And may the Lord impress that upon us today. There's so much, as I said, there's so much in this prepared body. So much depth in just saying that He was born and made flesh and He's a little baby in a manger. So much. So much He did. So much. And I've only touched on very few today. Very few. Scriptures, they all speak of Him. They all speak of what He's done. And may the Lord lead you this season into His Word and into prayer and into your closets, wherever the Lord may draw you to reveal to you the greatness of this gift, the unspeakableness of this gift. A couple of places I want to go or I want to speak from. Ephesians 5.30 says this. And that's the one thought I'd leave you with today. Is this body that Christ is, we are. That's the way I started this morning. That's the way I want to end it. We can't lose sight that that body that came, came with us. I mean, we it's God with us, God as us. 
we are one. We are knit in this oneness as He is knit in oneness with the Father. So we know John 17 tells us that. But Ephesians 5.30 tells us we are members of His body and of His flesh and of His bones. 1 Corinthians 12.27 says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And the last scripture I'll read today comes from Acts 17.28a. For in Him we live and move and have our being. And why is that? Because wherefore when He cometh into the world, He saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And as the triune God prepared that body, He prepared it perfectly. That there be no lack for you and I ever. Nothing left for us to do. Nothing left for us to wish upon. Nothing left to say, oh, if only He could have done this. If only we had this. There's nothing. He's done it all. He's perfected it all. And He is the first fruits of all of His children. To Him be all glory. For He is Christ who is all and is in all. Dear Heavenly Father, may You add Thy power and Thy clarity. For thy name's sake, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.